Hello and welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio and I'm joined by a man who decided to put all of his trust in Will Muschamp, Tyler K. Williams. I would like to formally request <laughs> to not have to do the rest of this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, Tyler, I even don't... said it. I even said it you, last week. You said it on the air. Ugh. You texted me. You you were having qualms throughout the day. I intellectually and... knew what I was getting myself into. and it, You knew whatever. better. You knew better, Tyler. Whatever. But you are not getting out of this pod. We are talking ball. We have both had a horrible week. Not even going to sugarcoat it. We both had horrible weeks. We will get into all of that. We'll get into the five wide, get into the two points, talk about rapid reactions, talk about the AP poll. But first, Tyler, you will notice that the intro to this episode was a bit different. Um, It was not our standard welcome to Sideline Judgment. Um, And that's because I decided to take the intro from the Total Soccer Show, one of my absolute favorite podcasts. And actually, Tyler, I don't think I've ever told you this, but literally like the inspiration for what I strive for us to end up being ah. like, I hope, I hope that we become a college football total soccer show type that show. Would be great. Um, that show is hosted by Daryl Grove and Taylor Rockwell. Um, you can find it everywhere. But the reason I decided to do that was because unfortunately, um, Daryl Grove, one of those co-founders this past Friday passed away from cancer. Um, he was literally one of my heroes, was one of my idols um, I strive to be as half a good of a journalist and even a tenth of as good of a person as he was. Um, and I'm getting emotional talking about it, but you never know how you're going to react when your heroes die. And I hope that, you know, we wish everything for Taylor and Daryl's family and the whole American mm-hmm. soccer community, because if you were on American soccer Twitter this weekend, you will realize it was a heavy weekend. Because the loss of Daryl was big to a lot of us, those of us who love American soccer and, you know, listen to him for me, I mean, at least two or three times a week. So Um, rest in peace, Daryl. Thank you very much for all that you've done. Um, And Tyler, you may not know it, but he definitely did influence our podcast in a large, large way. So um, rest in peace to him. And I think the best way to honor him, Tyler is to have our fantastic show as always. Yes, sir. We need to go ahead and talk about the brand new AP poll. Tyler, the first AP poll where they've all played. They've all played, Tyler. Everyone in, well, okay, well. The majority of these teams have played. One of the teams, two of the teams in this haven't played, but but two out of 25 is pretty good. But they will be playing. It's better than like 17 out of 25, which is what we were at. Exactly, which at one point is what it was. Uh, Tyler, I think the big thing here is Ohio State, in its rightful place at number three. Yeah. Clemson, Bama, Ohio State. We finally return to the order of normalcy. Um, Notre Dame drops to four because they won pretty convincingly. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got Georgia, Oklahoma State, who also won. Not convincingly, but they won. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati, A&M at eight. Wisconsin, we will talk about them oh, very soon. at nine. And our Gators stay put at number 10 to round out the top 10. Tyler, the next team up is our BYU Cougars at eleven, too low. Six and zero. Too low. Where it's should too, they be, Tyler? They should be. They should be at. Uh, they should be at four. Where they should they just should be, be four. above Notre Dame. Wherever they put Notre Dame, you should put one BYU or one above it. <laughs> so the Mormons against the Catholics, huh? Is this what's going on? Absolutely. You're trying to start a religion war here. Hey, we we're allowed to say this as as two Catholic boys. Um, who grew up Catholic, Catholic school, Catholic born schools. and raised. Both of us Catholic schools. Yeah, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to put byu above notre dame i am allowed tyler what do you what are you making of this brand new this brand new top 25 specifically the top the top 10 
Uh, the top ten, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean... It's finally starting to fall into place, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have anything against any of the teams. Like, even Florida at 10, I, if you, you're not really... I'd like to say that I feel Florida's better than that, but you're also kind of like, they haven't played in two weeks. And mm-hmm. this this AP poll is dealing with a lot of, like, Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State are starting their first games of the season. Mm-hmm. The rest of the conferences are in, like, five games in. But Florida yeah. is, like, in that area but hasn't played for two weeks, so they're really mm-hmm. two weeks behind. It's just a lot to deal with where you wouldn't really have to deal with this. And I think it's, it's falling into place. I, I don't really have a problem with pretty much anything on this list i think i agree with you and i think the only gripes that i have is oregon at 14 they haven't played a game and i think it's just out of principle of i don't want to rank these teams that haven't played but i like the way that they've ranked you got byu 11 miami 12 michigan 13 oregon 14 north carolina 15 kansas state 16 indiana welcome 17 penn state 18 marshall 19 well deserved coastal carolina 20 they're also ranked too low put them where Wherever BYU is, put them right below them. That's mm-hmm. my call. Put them below them. USC, the other team that is hasn't played yet at 21. SMU at 22. Iowa State, 23. Oklahoma, welcome back to the top 25 at number 24. And Boise State, bienvenidos to the top 25, my friends. Um, yeah, I, I have no gripes, man. I have no gripes. Yeah. Shout I out mean, to the AP. They got it right for once. Well done. Yeah, not really. Not, yeah, no problem. No problem. Tyler, we're going to blend this next thing. It is kind of, it is definitely quick hits because it just broke here before recording. And it has to do with the first game on our rapid reactions. Wisconsin 45, Illinois 7. This was a Friday night game. Tyler, Graham Mertz, their first year quarterback, who was balling. That was a on Russell Friday. Wilson Wisconsin game. That was, that was the- a. I'm not saying he's Russell Wilson good, but that was a Russell Wilson type Wisconsin game. Can we like, can we already activate the hoods in the third eyes? Oh yeah, bring it, on, bring it on. Boom, hoodie activated third eye. Third eye. Tyler, is Graham Mertz a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence? Okay. <laughs> I told yeah. you. Hoodie He's, and the third eye. I you need mean, both for this one to work. game sample size in his Wisconsin career, undefeated, winning by a margin of 38 points. Having Wisconsin pass the football. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because, like, I realized this. Paul Chris, the Wisconsin head coach, who, you know, good head coach, we do always kind of like, oh, Wisconsin just likes to run the ball and everything. Yeah. But Paul Chris was the offensive coordinator for Russell Wilson when he was at Wisconsin. Like, yep. So I feel like it's one of those things where, like, this was eventually what they were trying to get back to. Mm-hmm. And Graham Mertz was the first, and he was, like, the highest rated recruit that Wisconsin's ever signed because Russell Wilson was a transfer. Correct. But he was the highest. But even then, was Russell Wilson was a three-star quarterback yeah. heading to NC State. And it's, yeah, because you see, look at the score of this game in Wisconsin, 45, Illinois, 7. Not The score itself is like, okay, every other, except Not last surprising. Year, every other Wisconsin, Illinois game. It's the way it happened. Graham Mertz threw five touchdowns, only one incompletion. He was perfect at halftime. He was 14 for 14 with four touchdowns at halftime. It's, uh, it, it's scary because... And we'll talk about a shakeup to this in a minute. But the first mm-hmm. thing you got to think is like, if Wisconsin plays like this, they they're going to win their division easily. Oh, for sure. Because they're the most talented team in their division. They they have been mm-hmm. for a while. But that doesn't yep. always, especially for Wisconsin standards, doesn't always mean best. But if they're playing like this, they'll the win no is, problem. And the, right. this, this could mean they could elevate. And we'll talk about how that what the situation was that soon. 
And I think, and I think the thing with Wisconsin is that we are naturally inclined to think, wow, a high-scoring Wisconsin game. They must have controlled the football, run the ball a lot, and their defense was lights out. Because that has typically been, for the past decade, the Wisconsin formula. When you look into the stats and you see that they were throwing the football, they were moving things around, that Merch was 14 for 14 with four touchdowns at halftime, you don't expect that. Now, that was game one. For games two, three, and four... What if I told you, Tyler, Wisconsin was going to be without Graham Hertz? Graham Mertz, sorry. I'd say it's, it's very poetic because very, it's very poetic. Like one good quarterback they actually recruited. Yeah, right? And then. Well, ugh. you know what? God has a sense of humor because he, Graham Mertz, ended up testing positive for Corona 19 over the weekend. The game was on Friday. I want everyone to know. So this was after the game was played. Faces a 21 day absence is confirmed. And the thing with the Big Ten is. They will not allow someone to come back early. They're not gonna. They're not gonna Nick Saban this thing yeah. and have three positive tests back to back to back. Do it. They are requiring a minimum twenty one day quarantine or yeah. isolation from the team, I should say, in order for a player to return. That's at least three weeks in a conference that is not having bye weeks. We talked about this when they announced their new schedule that this was ridiculous and it's in the sense of the. Their policy is not ridiculous. Trying to fit that into an eight-week schedule with no bye weeks just for a big up for Ohio State to make the hot college football mm-hmm. playoff, that's ridiculous. Yep. Um, the, the policy itself, I'm all for it. It's just that it doesn't match up with their expectations this season. But that yeah. just goes to show, like, Wisconsin, if there's any team that could withstand this, it's probably Wisconsin. Like when you in, win this, with, in this division, yes. Yeah, when you win division titles with Jack Cohn as your quarterback, and who is still on the team, and the whole mm-hmm. reason Graham Mertz is even starting is because Jack Cohn was injured. Correct. Um, so, so Tyler, he should be back now. But so I have the next three games for Wisconsin. Next game on the road to Nebraska. That's a win. Could still win it. Yeah. Could still win it. Purdue at home. Could very easily still win that. And at the moment, a top fifteen matchup on the road against Michigan. That's, That's a game where it you gets need Graham Mertz for. And especially since Michigan, and we'll talk about it in a bit, Michigan has their own first-year quarterback that is also playing very well. So there's a lot of questions there. Let's hope that he gets healthy because that is the first and most important thing for sure. But in terms of football, this is going to be an interesting wrinkle to see. It's huge. I mean, you could probably make an argument if that's the case, Graham Mertz, MVP of the college football season. (laughs) It, it's kind of like how Dak Prescott should probably win the MVP award in the NFL. Because look, what, look what's happened since he's gone. <laughs> look at what's going I remember, on. Quick, yeah, quick NFL tangent. I remember hearing something like, it's going to be a real testament to see if they put Andy Dalton in a quarterback and if the Dallas offense still moves, if uh, it showed the value of Dak. They put Andy Dalton in a quarterback and that offense is <laughs> terrible. Dak Prescott might be making more money than he re- than he asked for in the first place just based off the fact of the team collapsing once he went down. Yeah. Incredible. Tyler, we have Dak Prescott is Grammarts is your next Dak, Dak Prescott. Yes, yes. Uh Tyler, I'm just going to ISO and I'm just going to let you take the floor for the next one. Oh, okay. All right. Have at it, buddy. I All want right, you well, to be happy. I, I most, want you to be happy. The most important outcome of the entire college football weekend, in my opinion. I can't is, argue is with that one. Rutgers 38, Michigan State 27. Multiple things to get through here. Rutgers snapped a 21-game losing – a conference game losing streak. Rutgers that was bigger than game. Arkansas's when they broke it this year. Yes. Yes. And, and – 
it's it's crazy because it, it wasn't this isn't even a game where Rutgers got lucky and won a close game. Rutgers was in control of this game. Rutgers dominated. They this dominated, game. which is mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing about for Michigan State, a, a large part of this Michigan State had I think like seven turnovers, but still, Rutgers capitalized on every one of them. They won by eleven points. I think they they on the field when you looked at, it, I think they won by more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hilarious to me. Quick tangent. Every time Tennessee wins a single football game, people go on the, the Twitters and go to justify, see, Jeremy Pruitt won a game against Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. This means that he was a better hire than Greg Schiano. And then Greg Schiano comes in to Rutgers and in one game breaks a 21-game losing streak. Here, here's the thing, Tyler, that Rutgers traditionally and for the past decade has been so bad that if Greg Schiano just won a single football game during a global pandemic in a season without spring football with limited practice times, uncertainty about the season, also if he won the, a single game... I guess the Michigan State situation, which is Mel Tucker coming in in February. Yes, exactly. This was the... And that's, that was where my point was getting. This was their window to win the game, and they delivered. I am so... They could lose the next... What are they, what are They'll they, probably games, lose every single games. other game that they play. They, they can lose the rest of their football games. That's fine. They will have something to build upon. Excuse me, to build upon next year when they get a full off season to ramp things up. I'm excited for college football in the state of New Jersey again, and and that's the thing where we talked about Michigan State. Michigan State is in year zero because you know sometimes it's difficult for the transition. We talk about year one being a transition year. You can't judge a coach mm-hmm. based on those things. Well, this is even more. Like this might be a year negative one, dude. I, like, I agree with Michigan State. They're you're gonna have to take their time. It's, it was already a rebuilding to get that job, program. and it's mm-hmm. already a rebuilding job. And then they they hired a coach past the coaching cycle window, right? And then immediately after a global pandemic hit. Yep. So, I just, yep. yeah. Just it's, hats off to Rutgers hat, for winning hats the off football to Rutgers, game. Yeah. Awesome. Tyler, let's keep it moving here. Indiana 36, Penn State 35 in overtime. Tyler, the greatest stretch for a two-point conversion of all time? Put it in the Louvre. Put put it in the Louvre? Uh, I hot take about this this two-point conversion. Uh-huh. Let's let before we get to the two-point conversion, Tyler, I just want to let the listeners know if you did not watch this football game, it consisted of Indiana taking a lead early. Everyone on Twitter going, what's going on? And then Penn State just dominating the second half, forcing the game to go to overtime. And then Indiana saying, oh, man, we're not going to beat this Penn State team if we don't go for two right here right now. And they did. And yeah. they won the game. Tyler, take it away. Well, then you're not even you're not even mentioning the fact that they let Penn State score um, with like two minutes yes. left. So yes, that they could get, the get ball a chance back. to go down and get the ball back and uh, to, to tie it up, which they didn't send it overtime. Here's yeah. the thing. Hot take about this two-point conversion reach. I think whatever it was going to get called in the field, it was just going to be bad. Because yeah, it was too close. It's too it's too close. Like, first first glance, when you look at it, the replay, I'm like, that seems like that seems like it hit the ground before it hit across the plane. Because it hit the uh-huh. ground before it hit the pylon. Right. But did it hit the ground before it crossed the plane? And additionally, mm. that's there's just not enough information to overturn it, and it was called two-point on... On completion, yep. I called mean, in favor. Props, Indiana. I don't think they're a better team than Penn State. No, but because Penn State like outgained them by like two hundred yards. And- if you look at the stat sheet of this football game, there is no way that Indiana should have won this football game. No, it was like four hundred and eighty yards to one hundred and ninety 
It was rushing yards slanted one way, passing yards slanted one way. It was just one of those weird Big Ten opening week games, you know? That's why we love it, Especially though. during this year. That's why we love Especially. it, though. That's why we love it, baby. So props to Indiana. Congrats to get your – I'm sorry. They won a game. Windiana. Props to Windiana. Yes, sir. Um, let's move on, Tyler. Let's oh, go back well, to the well, SEC. I mean, uh, poor Penn State who has to – you know, has a get-right game next week against – checks notes uh, – Ohio State. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. So does this Indiana – does this look-ahead game for Penn State, the game that just passed? <laughs> <laughs> look-ahead? Yeah. We're we're gonna look ahead, Tyler, to Auburn and Ole Miss. Ooh. Auburn thirty-five, Ole Miss twenty-eight. Tyler, talk to me about this football game. Talk to me about how why in the world Auburn continues to just steal okay. football games. I from don't their know. Opponents. I have never once been more willing to accept two different conspiracy theories at the same one, time. One, one, like I've never wanted to be like they're paying the refs, but I really like I wouldn't. <laughs> If somebody said that Auburn keeps paying the refs, <laughs> I, I can't. Ref- you'd usually be like, don't be ridiculous. Like, that's stupid. You've got to mm-hmm. play through it. Auburn beat, beats Ole Miss by a touchdown. By an admittedly great play by Seth, Seth Williams. I'm not giving yes, any credit correct. to Bo Nix. Um, uh, <laughs> Seth Williams was a monster in this game. Uh-huh. And is is a monster. And Tank basically can run the ball. Seth Williams is a monster for Auburn. And they're basically the ones that are keeping them alive. Auburn... Two of Auburn's three wins, they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other conspiracy I'd be willing is that Auburn Jesus is a thing. Like Auburn, that's the conspiracy. G- God is an Auburn fan. So, so here's my here's my I had my conspiracy theory. What are they giving up in return for these victories? Meaning, there has to be an exchange of karma with a superior being. So, mm-hmm. is it God is an Auburn fan? Or is it God is giving them something now? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Are we going to be seeing a rock bottom Auburn for five years after these next couple seasons? That's my conspiracy, Tyler. That there may be like an exchange here of goods between I, the good Lord. I do, I do find it funny that we talked about a couple weeks ago about how Auburn will never fire Gus Malzahn. And I'm getting uh-huh. more and more convinced that they actually <laughs> might do it this year. Wait, 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 what does Gus Malzahn <laughs> have over the Auburn administration? That is the question we should be asking. Oh, mm. incredible. Just This is interesting. I don't get them. Well, I, don't, I just I mean, don't understand. Ole Miss played well. They got robbed. Um, they got robbed, but Ole Miss is on track. Also, We've talked about yeah. how Ole Miss is on track. This is the type of season they're going to have. This if, was always if, a season for me that was like, it. Ole Miss wins won't be indicative of Ole Miss progress. Ole Miss correct. playing on the field will be indicative of their progress, and they progress yes. incredibly. Like yes, Ole Miss will be judged on the eye test and not the win loss record. And here's the thing: if you told if you told Ole Miss fans at the beginning of the season, hey. When you play Auburn, you're going to have a good game. There's going to be significant progress from the year before. The Lane Kiffin like game plan ha- is you know, it's, it's taking effect. It's working. But you're going to lose by a botched call at the end of the game against Auburn. Would you take it? They'd probably say yes. Yeah. They take yeah, they they would take the process over the immediate result of this one game. So this That's thing, that's always, what I got to say. It's always easy to say that in the off season and it's true. When you're mm-hmm. when you're watching the game, I know it feels differently. But the yeah. reality is, you look back at the season. There's a lot of Ole Miss is one and four right now, I believe, or one and three. Yeah, one and one and four. Yeah, one and four. One and four. Yeah, because one and three. Arkansas, one and three. They lost, 
you know, they lost to Florida, Alabama, Arkansas, and now Auburn. So and they're now, one and four. And they beat Kentucky. You're right, you're right. Yes. Um, one of a really good one in four team, in my yep. opinion. I agree. Uh, I agree. This is this has our Waffle House University B's vibes from last year, where mm-hmm. their record is not indicative of the progress that they are making coming out of a situation that was just so far down. Not yeah. as much as the triple option, obviously, but you know what I mean? Yeah, so. it almost was pretty desperate, and now they're, they're looking better. Uh, Aub- there's going to be a reckoning for Auburn at some point. I just think that their mm-hmm. mojo is just – they've used every drip of that mojo. Yeah, dude. To squeeze out these two victories when they should they're be one it. and four. Wow, incredible. Um, all right, Tyler, let's talk about Missouri and Kentucky. Let's talk about how this Kentucky team is – speaking of a team that we think plays better than what their record suggested at least before this week – what happened to Kentucky, dude? I'll tell this you. This was happened. night and day from the t- from the team that we saw dominate against Tennessee and the team that we saw the week before um, have a really good outing, even though they may have lost. You know, I'll tell you what happened. Missouri ran over ninety offensive plays, and Kentucky ran thirty six. Yeah, Missouri had the ball for like forty five minutes of the game time. And it was, it's honestly a very smart play by Missouri when I expect them to employ against Florida as well. It's just like, easiest way to prevent your opponent from scoring? Hold the ball. Hold the ball. And Kentucky's not a type of team that can score quickly is the thing. Correct. See, if they do this, see, this strategy could work against Florida, but it's a big risk against Florida because Florida's an explosive offense. Yeah, you keep them off the field, but Florida is used to scoring six plays. Mm-hmm. We, Kentucky, we can go four plays a minute and a half yeah. if need be. Kentucky is not an explosive offense. They they haven't been in a long time. That's okay because they, they make the grinded out work for them. Mm-hmm. But that just plays into Missouri's hand in their game plan. This, this well, week. Missouri beat Kentucky at their own game. Yeah. And That's credit, the Kentucky credit to Eli Drinkowitz for he's, – he's won two different games in the SEC now with two mm-hmm. completely different styles. He won a shootout against LSU, and he won a grinded right. out a game against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And with how depleted their roster is, that's a lot of progress. So yeah. credit to them. I'm sure I just I think it's just a bad spot for Kentucky. Yeah. Bad matchup, bad spot. It's not gonna get much better next week against Georgia, but um No, I don't I don't think so, especially no, especially with Georgia off last week because of the COVID concerns and, and the rescheduling and all that stuff. Um I, I also think that Kentucky like I mentioned before they could do better than Eddie Grant, an offensive coordinator. He's a net, he's a net zero. Like he doesn't make them any better. I don't think he's right. terrible, mm-hmm. but they could they could use some more creativity. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. But also at the same time, he's staying true to that Kentucky identity. You know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, hey Tyler, did you know that the gap between Tennessee and Bama is closing? Allegedly. Allegedly, I mean. There's a certain head coach that believes that's true. Is it is it the head coach that got beat forty eight to seventeen? It's the head coach that it's it's the head coach that um was given an extension before the season even started, a week after I went on this very podcast, Tyler, that we host, that we created together, and said, Tennessee, this ain't it, Chief. And yeah. they said, You know what, Sergio? I disagree. And they gave him an extension. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, so Bama beat Tennessee 48-17. to I actually, my friend Emma Stamps was at this game. She's a Tennessee fan. God bless her. Oh, okay. Her. Um, God, God bless her. She's a Tennessee her. fan by family. She went to Oklahoma State, so at least one of her teams is doing well. She's a um, cowboy then. Yeah, well, she she 
She, I don't know. She hasn't claimed. So let me let let me get this straight. She willing. She has an out to being a Tennessee fan, like a legitimate out, and she's choosing to still support Tennessee. I never said it made sense. All right. Oh, like, my bad. <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. I funny story. I went was talking to her. Um, we were shooting football highlights for the station on Friday, mm. and at the end of it, after the show, I'm talking to her, and I was going to talk about something completely different, but I just go up to her. And she's like, Tyler, I know, like. Bama's going to beat us, but I have hope. And I, I said, like, that wasn't what I was going to talk about at all. But it's very <laughs> cute that you think that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, look, Tennessee went was 2-0, and they've lost three straight games. Two of which I excuse. I excuse the Georgia and the Bama loss, even though yes. it – this – I hate that the Bama-Tennessee rivalry is, like, touted. Mm-hmm. Because in my lifetime, it hasn't been good. Right. Like when was the last time it was good? Um, I distinctly remember pre saving yeah, yeah, there was there was like a three year stretch in the mid two thousands where Alabama was a middle of the pack team and Tennessee was as well, and so those games were competitive. But I wasn't a big college football fan at the time. I just remember coming across those games, you know? Yeah, well that ain't happening anytime soon. No, um, that the, ain't. Gap, the gap Sure, the gap may be closing. It's gone from monumental to just extremely large. Like <laughs> it's like it's like wow, I made progress. Instead of running um instead of running 2.9 miles, I have now run 3.0 miles. <laughs> like you didn't do much. Like, it's but... a marathon though. Like you got to run yeah, 26. Exactly. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. All right. So, I get that. I get that. Hey, listen, I think the one thing we should talk about before we keep moving on, we don't want to beat a dead horse with Tennessee. Uh, there's a certain player on that Bama offensive side of the football that is out for the season, Tyler. Jalen Waddle. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I did not read up what the actual injury was. Was it? I don't know the specifics, but it's an. I believe it's an ankle injury. It required surgery. He got it doing the opening kickoff. He did so much for that team. Yeah. Um, and Bama has a lot of good receivers, so it's not like their offense is going to be broken. But it is. Unfor- no. It's very unfortunate for Jalen Waddle. That's probably the last time we're going to see him in college ball. Right? That's what I was going to say. That he's draft eligible, and honestly, I'm not playing around with an ankle like that. No, but, dude, go get your money. Like, go get paid. Go get paid, man. Um, unfortunate because we were all really excited. And Saban in that halftime interview, um, heading in like heading into halftime, you could tell he was very much distraught about it. He was like, he was. That's and that's the thing where. I think sets Saban apart from other coaches. Not only is Saban, um, you know, a fantastic recruiter and a the fantastic best. the best coach and stuff, but he genuinely cares about each and every player that he recruits. Like mm-hmm. he has a big heart. You know, he may seem heartless because of the way that he conducts his program, um, and you know <laughs> the way that he how he is literally just the Death Star, but in human form. Um, but he genuinely cares about these players, and that's something that has been seen with alumni, NFL players, stuff like that, and. You could tell when he was talking about him in that halftime press. So we hope he gets okay. Hope he gets healthy and heads out to the league to get his bread. Tyler, two two more games here. Rapid reactions. Clemson 47, Syracuse 21. Uh, Clemson kind of sleptwalked through the first half. They did. This was this was an exercise, and I sent you the, the, the meme by Peter Burns about this. Yes. This was an exercise of when you're playing a video game and you – this is when you lean forward. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson, <laughs> Clemson, and the funny thing is, is that Clemson players like well, Trevor Lawrence straight up said after the game, he's like, "We lacked the energy we needed in the in the first half." And yep. I mean, it was one of those moments where as soon as Syracuse cut it to a six point lead, 
uh, clubs just scored like three straight touchdowns in like five minutes. Yeah. Um, it was so like let's 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 hold it. Let's, here, let's hold it. It's and it's like when you're playing a video game with your younger brother or a cousin, and like you start like taking it easy on them, and then they like take a lead, and you're like, oh, I, I gotta set this straight real quick. Yeah, that's I'm, what it was like. I'm not about to sit here and bash Clemson for a 26 point conference win. Um, yeah. So like, did they cover? No, but you know what? what I we didn't, didn't the they game didn't beat them like so by 40 points. Like, <laughs> exactly. They won by 66 last week, and they didn't win by that many. Oh, I'm okay. Better. So Trevor Lawrence threw his first pick six. Got it. Cool. He's all right. We'll yeah, be fine. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. It'll be fine. Last thing, Tyler. We got Purdue and Iowa. I just I have one thing to say about this game, and then you can say whatever you want. Shout out to Big Ten unders. We're back, baby. <laughs> we are back, Tyler. The under lives. Under 52. Mwah. Thank you, Purdue, Iowa. I tried to pick the most Big Ten game of all time this and was like, this yes, one. this one. Hit the under. Yeah. Paid out, um, allegedly. I mean, the only thing I got to say is it's kind of funny. It's it's crazy. Purdue won, and Jeff Brown wasn't even on sidelines. He tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, and I think Rondo so. Moore was was out. Rondo Moore didn't play, and their head coach wasn't coaching, and they won the game. So And they won 24-20. Controlling the ball. Purdue, oh, Purdue yeah. might not be that bad this year, but we'll see. Purdue might not be that wanna, bad. I don't want to overreact. but You don't want to overreact, but what we will overreact to, Tyler, is how horrible, horrible our game picks were this week. Five wide. Let's jump into it, Tyler. NC State 21, North Carolina 48. We got that one right. We, we yeah, knew we got that, that one much. right. We got that we one both right. picked UNC. We understood this was Never a bounce-back week. Never they in doubt. What? Never, Never in doubt. doubt. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Um. It was nice to see future Minnesota Vikings quarterback Sam Howell um, look nice. Can I pause real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Tyler, I want you to – we need to think of a new name for Sam Howell just in case, just in case the Minnesota Vikings enter themselves into the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes and get either Trevor Lawrence or or they decide to go a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, a Kyle Trask. Uh, I just, we have I to just open want these, to say, this I just, okay, I just want to say, uh-huh. there's no such thing as the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes because the Jets are getting the number one pick. It's the Justin <laughs> so, Fields sweepstakes. It's the, right? Oh, my apologies. We have to, my apologies. We have to correct, correct our framing. I'm sick and tired of having to talk to friends about this. Like, do you think we can get Trevor Lawrence? I'm like, are we the Jets? No. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, today they were playing the Bills. And, and they lost. Game. <laughs> it was a close game. And I was like, oh, never mind, though. Um, back to the college aspect. Yeah, of back this to game. the college aspect. Okay, it was well, nice think, to see. Um, we have to make. We have to see what teams. You 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 talk about the game, and I'll I'll see what teams. Oof. Okay, so for me, it was nice to see in future inter NFL team uh, quarterback Sam Howe. We should just call it that, Tyler. Future inter NFL NFL team. I mean, Whatever. Anyway. future Las Vegas Raiders. That is a Sam perfect Howe. pick. Let's let's go with future Las Vegas Raiders. Future Las Vegas Raiders quarterback. Sam quarterback Howell. Sam Howell. I feel like he, John Gruden would like Sam Howell. He had a <laughs> now here's a guy. He had a really good bounce back game. It was nice to see that offense clicking. Granted, they did allow an NC State team that was relatively good, but definitely not on their level, in my opinion, to score 21 points. But they're back on track. I feel like yeah, they're back on track. Definitely, this was a good. They they could have they could have let this a, a rivalry game for all intents purposes mm-hmm. get to them, right. and they handled their business. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, Tyler, next game. Um, so, you about tr- Pitt. Yeah, you trusted him. I don't know what you were doing. 
I don't know what I was doing. Listen, we both made mistakes this week. All right, I don't uh, want to be. Uh, I out. made. I made. I certainly made mistakes. Number three, Notre Dame forty-five, Pitt three. You heard that right. Pitt scored three points. Three points. That is um, one field goal, ladies and gentlemen. A forty-two uh, point win by Notre Dame, and they're I still picked, overrated. I and they're still overrated. I picked Pitt. Tyler picked Notre Dame. I do think that Notre Dame confirmed themselves as the second best ACC team I after this game. Because it was a thing where they had looked sloppy for a few weeks. They needed to come out and really just put their foot on the gas, make their authority felt, and they did. They were able to do that against the Pitt yeah. team. That, Will you know, it matter was... in two weeks when they play Clemson? Not no, at all. But, no. Uh, Will I... it matter in six weeks when they play Clemson again? No. Nah, probably not. Um, probably not. Yeah. Um, I just would like for – I would like to apologize to you, Tyler, for just ignoring logic and picking Pitt and all of the pit chaos, knowing damn well what the pit chaos ensues, what what ensues when pit decides to pit. So I apologize, Tyler. Yeah. I apologize. No, that's okay. Next game, Iowa State twenty one, Oklahoma State twenty four. Sneaky, one of the best games of the week. This was a good game. I it was a very good game. game. This was good. I was able to watch the second quarter, parts of the third quarter, and then I went back and saw the the highlights for the end of the game. What I loved seeing Tyler was the way that this Oklahoma State defense disguised a bunch of coverages to mess with Brock Purdy. They now, messed it's not with saying Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy had a bad game, but they were throwing stuff at Brock Purdy that you could tell he had not been seeing before. Let's think Brock Purdy had to – one of Brock Purdy's strengths as mm-hmm. as a passer is his is pump fake Purdy. It's his ability yep. to shift, throw – not necessarily off platform, but shift where he's at. He's like – adjust move out of the pocket keep the play alive yeah um oklahoma state wasn't really letting him do that mm-hmm. this and this is the thing this is the whole reason i picked iowa state one iowa state's a good team and they show that they're still a good team they didn't they only lost by three it was more of a 10 point game in my opinion that was a garbage yeah. time touchdown for them yeah i think so but too. i mean they held oklahoma state down to 24 oklahoma state that had spencer sanders back uh-huh. who played the whole game and he played well in my opinion um they, they, they held this offense down to 24 points. They show that they're a good team, but it's a, it's a case of Oklahoma State's defense proved against an actual good offense. Mm-hmm. The first actual good offense they faced. Oh, they're, they're, they're legit. They're not just feasting on Kansas and West Virginia. Like, right. And Iowa State, you know, they're still a good team, but they, they struggled. There's a couple plays in particular where Brock Purdy hits the receivers in the hands and they drop it. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple plays where Brock throws balls that make no sense but a lot of that again i think it has to do with oklahoma state's defense played just out of their mind today it was fantastic and and it's gonna be interesting to see if did they finally play to the level they could or did they just have like a good day you know like because you don't know we have to see how they can how they do that against still a lot of good offenses on the table a lot of good offenses that they they have this showed that it wasn't a complete flu in my exactly i agree because there's a good base Iowa State is a contender for the divi- for the yeah. conference. Like it's They're not like this is a bottom place. tier. Iowa State yeah, is still exactly. in second place. They've like basically though, in my opinion, this is all but unless an implosion happens, Oklahoma State is all but locked into one of the Big Twelve title spots. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's one or two, but they're the only undefeated team left in the conference. Yeah, and they've got to win over their next best contender. Yeah, conference. So we'll see. So it'll be interesting. To see that happening. I got the point there. Tyler went with his Brockosaurus. Um, he went with Brocktober. And I decided to go with Spencer Sanders and Oklahoma State. Which, by the way, the offense looked good. I liked the way the offense was controlling the game. I liked the way that they were they were playing. So, yeah. 
glad to be proven right with Spencer Sanders playing the entire game because he was healed a course, month and he, a half. You were right. You were so right last week. He Dude, was always was, available. He was always going to be available. Are you kidding me? Like, Coach, I just love what you said. It is so true. Shane Ellingworth, you're going to start the Kansas game, but Spencer's going to get all the reps. But but I need the refs. Like no, it's Kansas. <laughs> we're good. We're we're good, dude. You're fine. You're fine. Just go put some tapes. So you can tell your grandkids you played quarterback at Oklahoma State. You're fine. Um. All right. Next game, Tyler. Boy, were we this was wrong. This is this is the game where you texted me. We had terrible two point conversions, but I almost take more offense personally to that I got one. this wrong. Like, well, our two points were kind of like we are fully aware this could implode. They, they, both of them, yeah, both of them were like. We're we're we are literally picking the less likely outcome. Exactly, like we are we're acknowledging. But we that. thought we had it with this one. <laughs> we thought Minnesota had it, but they did not have it. Michigan forty nine, Minnesota twenty four. Tyler, what? Okay. What? No uh, wonder no. Harbaugh was like, "We got to play. We got to play. We got to play." He was like, "I got a squad this year." Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to calm everyone down. Let's not lose our minds. If you live surrounding the Great Lakes, please listen to the following statements. Michigan scored 49, Minnesota scored 24. And Michigan, it was a good 49. Their offense looked good. It was basically what they, last year, what they figured out how to do with Shea Patterson. But I think Joe Milton, a younger quarterback, is is better for that than what they wanted. It's a lot of creative use of running the ball. Um, yep. And a lot of a diverse way of getting it to their wide receivers. I think it would be... Their offense could be even better if they had a lot more speedy guys, but they've yeah. got some thick, thick trunked uh, receivers, and they're finding ways to get them the ball behind the line of scrimmage, um, get them the ball short, and they can take it a lot of spaces, a lot of speed and space stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mixed with their physicality, very impressive showing against a team that I still think Minnesota is a good team. However, it's been one game. Yes, we always talk about overrating Michigan all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's. I want to see if this continues. Yeah, we're, and we're gonna have to. And we've said it before. You you touched on it earlier. You said like he's doing stuff that Shea Patterson just couldn't do before. You know. Yeah. And this may be the most hardball quarterback that we have seen at Michigan in his time there. You know, like it, it. Even though even though he's young, even all that stuff, I still think that this they they may be cooking here. You know, they. I'm not saying they're cooking with gas, but they're. They're definitely installing the propane, you know? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, like, so, it's one of, a case, again, where it's going to be Michigan might actually be the second-best team in, in, in the conference. I mean, now with Graham, with Penn State losing and Graham Mertz mm-hmm. out. Um, out for an indefinite amount of time, I don't mm-hmm. really see At least three weeks. Then. If Penn State's going to lose another game because they're playing Ohio State next week, the only problem is that, like, I, the gap is still... Well, this is this is where the Graham Mertz coronavirus sitting out comes into play because that last game, that third week, right, is Michigan Wisconsin. So if Michigan can get that victory, they can go four and zero, and they can go ahead and kind of prevent um, Michigan from beating them with I don't know if Cone's going to be healthy by then. I don't know who's going to be in I don't there. Know whatever. What's happen. But you know what I mean. Like as long as they can prevent that from happening, they're in the fast track to, to go ahead and, and yeah. all they got to do is beat Ohio with band clouds. It's just so much Don't harder than slow <laughs> down. Or, I mean, it's true. It's always true though. Uh-huh. It's always true. Yeah. All they got to do is beat Ohio state. I want to give to, I mean, shout outs to Michigan's defense, but their defense is good every year. Like that's, yeah, but we know this. that is we the one this. thing. Don Brown's going to have that defense. Great. And they rattled Tanner Morgan all day. 
Um, yeah. And that's where I want to talk about because it's interesting. Where was all this experience we talked about? Where was this PJ Fleck, I'm going to get my boys up for the night game? Like, this game didn't seem like it was, like, it didn't seem like there were two teams of equal quality on that field. No, I agree. Michigan looked like the better team pretty much ever mm-hmm. since Minnesota scored, Minnesota scored the first touchdown. And then I think mm-hmm. a couple plays later, Zach Charbonnet, like, ran it for, like, a 74-yard touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, I don't know. I, I Kurt Scirocco did some good things as Penn State's offensive coordinator uh, in their mm-hmm. game. I'm interested to see if Minnesota's offense is going to get back to looking good. The way they was. still got Rashad Bateman, and they still got yep. Muhammad Ibrahim, and they still got Tanner Morgan, but we'll see. I don't want to overreact after one game, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Tyler, last game on 5-wide, Cincinnati 42, SMU 13. Uh, we both got the – oh, I should say, neither one of us got the points for Michigan, Minnesota – and then we both got the points here. This definitely was a lot bigger of a gap than I anticipated I agree. because of SMU's ability to score points when they want. But I'm not surprised at the no, outcome. It, since this is a story of Cincinnati's defense, just yes. locked and down. Clobbering. Shutting that, everything down. It's 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 interesting case because they're number seven in the country right now. And the mm-hmm. whole – I always – what I've said is that the reason that so far in the last couple of weeks I haven't thought that a group of five team game made it is one that Cincinnati and BYU is not really a group of five. They're a little mm-hmm. bit of the in between in the independent area. Yeah. So that's a different conversation. But the, Cincinnati is the only one that's really got only group of five teams really got a shot right now because it's the only one still undefeated. Right. But my 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 reason for hesitancy with accepting that was that they need the chaos to happen to everyone else, but they need that- it to not happen to them. So here's what here's what I was gonna say. Where Cincinnati, you better be, you better have your schedule in the football facility, and then you better have Oklahoma State schedule right next to it. Because what you need is bedlam. What you need is Texas to play above their weight and beat Oklahoma State. That's what you need, Cincinnati. You need to take care of business and hope that the Big Twelve decides to Big Twelve itself, and maybe. That you might want to hope that Florida maybe doesn't have as strong of a game, or maybe Florida has another loss, but they end up beating Georgia, and that's what you need. You need, yeah, you that need a situation where they, where they can't get a second SEC team in. Yeah, um, they can't get. You need a situation the big, where they can't get Notre Dame in, or Notre Dame in, or the Big Twelve, or the Big Twelve yeah. champion. That's what you need, Cincinnati. So, but good on them. Defense lockdown, control the control the football. Nice to see from Cincinnati that we thank you, Cincinnati, for being the most consistent team of the ones that we picked this week. <laughs> yep. All right, Tyler, we both get points on that one. Let's go to two point. I picked our Waffle House University Bees, also known as the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, to beat Boston College, and boy was I wrong. Boston College forty eight. Our Waffle House University Bees. I was going to say Georgia Tech, but we don't do that here. Our no. Waffle House University Bees twenty seven. Um. This was a game that I did not see live, but I made sure to turn on the like game notifications yeah. on. So I was getting essentially a play-by-play. And when Boston College was up, I want to say 35 to like 13 or something because there was a little bit of points come back yeah. right at the end. Jordan In the Tech third, I was like, end. I was like, guys, this ain't it. I'm tapping nah. out here. <laughs> tapping out. Boston College, I think, is a very well-coached team under Jeff Hathley. I have to agree. They, I they, have to agree on that. good. Yeah. And Tyler, your two point I obviously did not get the points, 
your two point conversion. Okay, I mine's defended. Worse. Mine's worse. Okay, I, like, I was gonna say I defended myself with falling for the pit situation, uh-uh. but I'm about to go in on myself. Like, have the floor. Have the floor, Tyler, my friend. Of, of one week ago, you idiot! <laughs> you knew. You said it. You were even intellectually knew it. You picked William Muschamp to go into Death Valley LSU <laughs> and beat an admittedly underwhelming LSU team. And then mm-hmm. you let a three-star freshman quarterback just dominate your entire pause, defense. Pause, pause, They pause, never pause. punted. Let me defend. Let me, let me, Tyler, let me defend Tyler. Okay. In this moment, I'm not fully, de- I'm not like fully endorsing that you made the right decision. Absolutely not. I told you on the air, don't trust Will- William Muschamp, as you just said. Um, But maybe this guy's just good. Maybe he's better I'm not than what they away. have. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe he's a well, good quarterback. I, Coach O did did went ahead on the press conference and said like like don't start any of that talk. Miles Brennan, when Miles Brennan's healthy, he's still a quarterback. Like, right, right, right. Because I mean, they could still. I mean, well, this eligibility doesn't matter this year, but eligibility doesn't matter. But reporters and fans in Baton Rouge, well, why why, why should Coach O should be starting this kid? This kid's throwing the football all yeah, around a Will Muschamp superior defense. That's you're gonna wow. get that a lot. Okay, wow, <laughs> you're gonna get that a lot. You're gonna get that a lot. Well, here's the thing. I think with Miles Brennan, they still win this game. Um, here's the thing. All right, that's LSU, where I that's where I hopped out. You can continue to roast yourself. <laughs> LSU had a great first drive. Yes. And then South Carolina scores a touchdown in two plays. I was like, okay, I, 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 okay, I was calling Hale Shy Smith. The, I forget the running back's name because mm-hmm. I'm terrible. But like a forty-yard rushing rushing attempt for a touchdown, I'm like, okay, all right. This LSU defense is still bad. I still think mm-hmm. it is. Um, but LSU, I think this bye week because they didn't have to take a bye week for COVID. They just had to take a bye week, right? Uh, so they still got to practice. I think they figured some stuff out. Also, why did I ever? It's just it's a Will Muschamp loss. It's a Will Muschamp yeah. loss. He wins it the is. game. You think okay, maybe I can trust him for one game. I even texted you as like, I. They'll get, South Carolina will win this game, and then everybody's gonna be like, "Have they figured it out?" And at that, at that exact moment, I will turn it around and start betting against them. Right. I I, I waited a week too long. I was gonna say you you kind of I'm, I'm an idiot. You jinxed I thought, yourself. I, thought I, I, I gambled. I thought I could give me give myself one game, Tyler. Like, but you know you know what you lucked out because oh I absolutely lucked out because the score is still a difference of four. Tyler now has twenty nine points. I have 25. We are at a four-point difference now, Tyler. So, luckily, your that might be the worst. That might be the worst take you've ever made on the pod. Number one. Well, number okay. number two. It was funny that you were recognizing how bad of a decision it was last week on the air, and you I persisted to continue idea. going through. And you texted me throughout the week saying, "Nope, it's gonna go poorly. It's gonna go poorly. It's gonna go poorly," knowing that you picked it. I couldn't look away, all right? Like it's I fell for the pit trap. You fell for the Will Muschamp is gonna win two games in a row trap. Yeah, but I should so. be better. I'm a Florida fan. I should know more than anyone. Like <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, I lived this. I was at that Missouri game in the rain. <laughs> like, it's just so What is wrong with me? Tyler, I, why don't I got you... lucky? I this is like when you Okay, this is like when the defense gives up a like 70 yard touchdown to lose the game but there was holding so <laughs> that's exact 
I should have been so screwed by this pick. Yep. But but Boston College took care of it for me. But <laughs> like, that 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 so darn we're back, we're block back in the back. Zero. We're back. That darn block in the back, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> it's the block in the black call. The block in the back. Block in the back call. Oh man. All right. So score still four point difference, like we said. Tyler, let's cheer yourself up, dude. You got to cheer up. What's your moment of the week, Tyler? <sighs> okay. Um, moment of the week. I'm going to kind of transition out of uh, college football a little bit. Okay. Um, recently, so you know there's that whole, um, with like Disney Plus things, you can watch movies at the same time. Yes. yes. So completely not football related at all. But, Does it work well, by the way? I haven't tried it. Uh, well, yeah, because it, yes and no. I mean, you can't like walk, be talk to the person. But the movie syncs up. But, yeah, the, so the anybody can pause it at any time mm-hmm. and they sync up pretty well. And there's also like emoji sharing. So like. Oh, cool. You can, if something made you laugh, you can share that you laughed. But yeah. I got to watch a movie with my baby sister. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I was asking because I, I, I also with and my it sister. Was, it was a really good experience. Also, movie shout out. If y'all have ever, if you none, if any of y'all have never seen Christopher Robin, the I movie haven't seen came it. Out, oh my I gosh, it. it is so. It's like the perfect movie. Like okay, I will definitely watch it. I'm, only... I'm assuming it's uh it's some cheering up. Yes, so it, it's gotcha. a, it's a movie about growing up. But also mm-hmm. like finding your inner kid, passing it on to other kids. And it's a, I know you have a my sister, it's my, my sister that's much younger than you. Yeah, it is a great movie to watch. When I saw it in theaters, I had my dad on one side. Who mm-hmm. My dad grew up loving Winnie the Pooh, and has passed oh, that. Oh, that's on, so special. Passed that on to me and my sisters. That's good. And then my dad was on one side, and then my baby sister Emma was on the other. When I saw it in theaters, mm-hmm. so I was getting the whole like I feel like I'm my dad. You get, I got both I sides of it. I got both yeah. sides of it, and it was yeah. it was really wonderful to get to like have that moment because you know we're in a pandemic, so and I live in a mm-hmm. different city than my family, as as to you. Yep, you don't get to see them that often, so it's a reminder to go watch movies or do stuff with your loved ones. Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. I I am I am gonna have I had to try football on the side. So yeah, <laughs> I am I am gonna try the uh, to see if we can watch it together. I'm gonna let you know how it goes. You'll cry, so just be aware. Oh, Tyler. I cried like dude, three times. Dude, you know me. I, I cry all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen the movie before, and I cry, I cry it again. <laughs> That's it, Been there, done that, Tyler. Been there, done that, dude. Yeah. Um. All right, Tyler. My it's moment of the week. Probably premature for the Will Muschamp thing, but. A little bit. Uh, my moment of the week, it was, as mentioned earlier, unfortunately, Taylor Grove, uh, Taylor Grove, Daryl Grove passed away, um, and seeing the outpour on Twitter amongst the American soccer community, both from the journalists that I follow and respect that worked with him and knew him personally. And the, us, the fans that consume the content that were, we felt like we knew him kind of thing. So that positive outlook was a good moment of the week. Um, definitely. And always thinking of you, Daryl, and you made a really great impact on me. So thank you for that. Um, also my girlfriend's parents came up. And we went to an apple orchard, and we tried pizza from three different places on the same street this week. Or oh, yesterday, wow. today. That's yeah. a lot of pizza. Well, because it's because here in New Haven, there's like a specific style. And my girlfriend's dad, he loves to bake. He like bakes mm. bread, likes to do his, his own research. pizza stuff. Has a pizza stone, takes has, is friends with a dough maker in France on Facebook in groups. Oh, wow. Okay. Into Good. it. Into it. So he was like, oh, I – He's texting us for weeks, like, okay, we got to try these few places. We got to try these spots. And so there was three famous ones. There's Sally's, Pepe's, and Modern, and they're all on the same street. And 
We literally went spot to spot, tried them and rated them. And that was a fun time. So, well, I mean, uh, cool thing that's happened. Actually, it's not cool at all. I'm going to back on a bummer mode because that's what this episode is for me. That's thing happening in Panama City this week is the worst weekend of the year in this city. It's Thunder Beach. Um, oh, oh, wow. Guess guess what that means. Guess what Thunder Beach is. Coronavirus? No, well, yes, but um, <laughs> no, Thunder Beach is a weekend where bunch of bikers from literally every i hate it i'm already out show I'm up already in this out. city in this city who that and I, I the beaches are great here and i love it here but like it's the entire city is built in a line okay like it, it's like, not like most cities are kind of that i've lived in are built in a grid you know like gainesville is built in a grid and jacksonville is built in like a big circle this yep. city i was on the beach and it's in a line okay. um so there's just a bunch of bikers everywhere in this city. So mm-hmm. I hate driving right now. Yeah, for me, it's the noise. I, I respect what I, 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 Y'all yeah, have fun. It's just the noise kind of just gets me off. So, um, Tyler, I guess that was it for our week eight review. We will be back later on this week with our week nine preview. Tyler, there's a certain school in Gainesville that charged both of us a lot of money to go there yeah. that is supposed to be playing this Saturday. Do you I, think it'll happen? Uh, I. I do. I think it'll happen because social the social media team has been pushing a bunch of stuff. Ah, so it's it's one of those things where they're they're trying to make the conversation they, be like, don't they worry, they wouldn't worry. they wouldn't push it all to cancel it. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and that's definitely coming from Scott from Strickland. Up top. They wouldn't and, yeah. they wouldn't tweet they wouldn't they tweet gave the yeah. the cryptic tune in tomorrow for us to reveal exactly what we're doing for the throwbacks. No, week. yeah, exactly. They wouldn't they, tweet that. They wouldn't tweet. They wouldn't tweet the uh, tune in tomorrow tweet. That's they what would I just felt. announce it if they weren't sure. Yeah, and and that's the thing where, you know, it's definitely been like, hey, there's a lot of other teams that are getting this top 10 hype and stuff. Make sure people don't forget about us, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, hey we're, we're going to play too. So we'll talk no. about that game, go through our five wide, um, pick them. I'm going to try to close this gap down from between Tyler um, Tyler and I. So well, big, you, big episode coming here, this week. Here's the problem. You wasted an opportunity. You took a week where I voluntarily – trusted will Muschamp, and you didn't get any points on me. You, you know what tyler i would turn it the other way you missed an opportunity i fell for pit yeah but that's a one point difference and i that's a two point difference what okay I'm talking all about. right okay all right all right okay fine understandable now, you made me pick notre dame like like that made you i made you pick yeah Listen, I I oh, went yeah, down, me do I went down I, with the I, ship. I just, I just ruled with logic like i went down with the ship tyler all right no, I jumped off early. You, know, you really did. I got a 42-point win out of it. So, <laughs> With that being said, Tyler, uh, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. We are not biased, but go Gators. And thank you so much, Daryl, for everything that you have done. Thank you.